Welcome to One World, One Legal Profession, an international podcast. My name is Veronika Horra. I'm a director at the German Federal Bar. My today's guest is Valentin Gvozdi, who is a very well-known Ukrainian lawyer. Valentin was named one of the most influential lawyers in Ukraine a few years in a row, actually, by the Ukrainian legal magazine Juridiska Praktika. He has also been a vice president of the Ukrainian National Bar Association for the last nine and a half years and has been the driving force behind the building of the modern and highly digitalized Ukrainian bar. Valentin, welcome to the podcast. It is an honor to have you as my guest today. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. Ukraine is a democracy that declared independence in 1991 at the dissolution of the Soviet Union. It signed an association agreement with the EU in 2014, declaring its intention to apply for the full membership in 2024. Ukraine is the second largest country in Europe after France, populated by nearly 45 million people. And Ukraine and one particular Ukrainian woman has made sensational headlines in Germany last year. The Ukrainian orchestra conductor Oksana Liniv became the first female conductor in 145 years of the Bayreuth Festival. And this is one of the most famous worldwide famous music festivals at which performances of operas of Richard Wagner are presented. I think it is a very great news that the first woman in the history of this traditional festival was actually from Ukraine. So um we're very proud of that. Yes. You know it's um um Ukraine is very often in a German media and um this kind of news um very wonderful and positive. But let's come to our actual topic today. Valentin, I would like to start our conversation with the moment of the birth of the self-regulation of the legal profession in Ukraine, which is I believe right now the youngest in Europe. In 2012, Ukrainian parliament passed the law of Ukraine on the bar and practice of law, introducing for the first time in the history of the Ukrainian legal profession the self-regulation. Can you tell us why it did not happen earlier and how did this act come into existence? As you may know, this year we celebrated our 30th anniversary of our independence. I mean, Ukraine as a state, as an independent state. And uh, yes, Ukraine always uh, was uh, absolutely separate subject. Even within the Soviet Union, we were a separate member of United Nations. This is interesting fact. Yeah, this is interesting fact. Yes, yes. and uh, starting from 1995, I believe, in uh, we we as a country joined uh, joined the uh, Council of Europe as independent member, fully fully independent member. And of course, Council of Europe made a lot of points, a lot of conditions for us, which we had to fulfill to comply with all necessary requests to be uh, a normal membership status and one of those uh, conditions was to create independent united professional organization of advocates uh, who will be completely independent from state Uh, it was not so easy to make because post-Soviet era, you know, uh, it was very difficult to change the mind of our politicians uh, how to switch from the Soviet model mod model of ruling to normal dem democracy, which we are today. And it took many, many years. And only in 2012, when Ukraine declared its way to European vector of development, uh, we received absolutely a great law about bar and law practice in Ukraine. Um, according to this law, 
National Bar Association was established. That's why it took so many years, because it was very difficult to build really independent organization. I see. Some things um, take really a long time. So, Valentin, when the law was passed, finally, what happened next? Oh, it was the most interesting and, and at the same time excited period of time and at the same time most difficult period of time, because you can imagine it. We had a congress of lawyers which gathered in one place, all lawyers from all, from all country gathered in one place and decided to create National Bar Association. And president and two vice presidents, uh, I was among, uh, among them, I was elected as a vice president on those first elections. Uh, we just received organization to our hands without without nothing, uh, without money, without office. With, we, we just had, uh, you know, this document uh, which was called um, Statute of the National Bar Association, Ukrainian National Bar Association. That's it. That's what we had. That's what we've got from the notary office. Mm -hmm. That's it. Nothing else. But next day we had to operate, fully operate. And it was um, really challenging time. Uh, I remember these days when we just collected money uh, from from ourselves and we said, okay, let's put a few thousand US dollars just in this, let's, let, let's say, temporary fund and let's do something. At least we need to lease the office and we lease the office, very small apartment in the center of the city. And we provided uh, some employees from our law offices because we had no money to pay salaries. So our colleagues from our law offices helped us from from the very beginning, maybe for two or three months, because uh, only after that we started to receive our yearly membership fees, and then everything went into right direction. But um, everything was made from the scratch. It was very difficult, but we made it. Wow, what a story! Yeah, and it's after ten years, it is a success story. When the newly established Ukrainian National Bar Association opened up for international cooperation with bars and law societies from Europe and around the world very quickly, we've heard about you and from you in 2012 already. Um, you were very eager to make contacts to show that the Ukrainian legal profession is now unified and has a common voice. And you were interested in uh, communication and knowing best practices um, of your colleagues. Why was the international cooperation so important to you from the very beginning? You know, um, we as a professionals uh, were not in vacuum before, even before Ukrainian National Bar Association was created. We participated actively in all international organizations such as International Bar Association, and we saw how things are, you know, organized. And we uh, organized a few organizations in Ukraine for example, I was one of them who created NGO. Uh, the name of NGO was um, almost the same like National Bar Association, but of course it was just Association of Advocates, NGO. Mm -hmm. um, and because we didn't have one professional official organization, we had to have something. Mm -hmm. So we used this NGO to combine our efforts, to exchange experience, to try our best to practice how we can be organized as soon as organization will appear. And it helped us to, uh, very much. When we just created national organization, everything was clear. We had a team, we had knowledge, we had connections. That's why we understood that we need to grow fast. We have no time to develop our own way. But of course, our own way made the biggest effort 
not the biggest impact um, for our development, but we wanted to take best practices worldwide and implement them into our organization because we were no bounded with any, uh, you know, traditions we could not change. Mm. Our main goal was to preserve professional traditions, to preserve this heritage which we inherited from older colleagues to remember what our profession is. We even established our national project which studies only history of Ukrainian National Bar Association from the ancient time when we did not exist as organization, but I mean profession. And at the same time, our goal was to implement and develop the most modern, the most uh, promoted instruments, how to serve our members and how to comply with all um, the most uh, tech, tech solutions in our uh, profession. That's why we uh, had and still having even this podcast today is a bright demonstration of this this international cooperation and this uh, in this connection i want to recall and remind you veronica that um, bundesrechtsanwaltkammer and the german bars federal bar association actually was uh, among the first colleagues who gave uh, uh, who who proposed our help who proposed communication and we happily maintained it for many years we appreciate the help of german colleagues because we since uh, since we've been established we had so many mutual events uh, with the federal uh, german federal bar association uh, those events were so interesting and so helpful for ukrainian practice and um, we uh, now as observant members in ccbe uh, feel your support as well in very sensible issues, especially in the beginning of our existence. So international cooperation helps us to understand and implement, of course, best practices, how to organize professional independent organization, but also we use it now on a different level. Uh, these days we, uh, we already share in our experience on international level with our colleagues abroad because all those digital i will tell it about some of them later today but all of those decisions which we use for a few years already even not on the table in many many european bar associations uh, and we are talking about heavy digitalization of our profession of management of everything electronic litigation etc etc so these spheres which we today can help our colleagues to develop of course, we're still taking a lot of experience from international society, law, legal society, how to develop transparent, democratic way of ruling, of uh, moving towards rule of law, etc., etc., and making a huge progress in these areas as well. So, international cooperation for us it's vital. We we need it, and we mm, appreciate uh, help of our colleagues abroad. Um, well, first of all, thank you for the kind words uh, towards the German Federal Bar. We're very, very, welcome. very pleased um, to hear that. And um, to tell our listeners, um, you in the last 10 years, you have grown immensely. You um, have built a fully digitalized bar that is organized like a 
large international law firm. <laughs> I guess it was your influence, you know, that you brought from your law firm um, to the bar. So the bar was actually lucky to have you. And um, um, from the very beginning, you and your colleagues were thinking about building the most modern self-regulation system. And you were thinking about digitalization from the very first day. Um, can you tell us about more about digitalization of the bar, of the lawyer's profession, and maybe some something about the digitalization of justice in Ukraine? Of course, I'm happy to do it. First of all, uh, thank you for your kind words, but I can, I can do anything without my excellent team and without support of our super president, Ms. Izovitova. Uh, we have perfect combination of generations uh, in the management of National Bar Association. Um, between us, decades, but we work as a team. And this is the secret of the success. By the way, uh, president of uh, federal German Federal Bar Association, Mr. Wessels, some, when he was in Odessa, in one of our mutual events, he came to me and said, looking to, to the people in the room, he said, Valentin, I just realized why you're doing so well. I said, why? He said, because Miss Izvitova was so professionally um, able to combine absolutely unique team which includes all generations, from young people till the people who experienced life. And that's true. We learn from one from another, and we work as a team. So what we've done, it's, it's a teamwork, absolutely. So what we actually have done, <laughs> we worked um, uh, actually on a three vectors, of development. Uh, first was, of course, we are a professional organization and we have our members who pay in fees. So we see ourselves, first of all, uh, not only as a regulator of the profession who we are in Ukraine, but we see also ourselves as a service organization for our members. And our big uh, aim was to make as, as simple as possible communication between self-governance bodies like a regional bar association and national bar association and actually advocates. Uh, today, uh, advocate doesn't have to visit our office at all. Advocate have his own personal page on our website. It's like a personal cabinet or something online. And using this cabinet, uh, advocate can do all, can receive all services, starting from he can pay his fee, yearly fee, with very um, um, variety of choice of payments using Apple Pay, Google Pay, uh, PayPal, all stuff which exists. He can use it immediately just with his cell phone. It helps lawyers to spend just a few seconds to fulfill his duty to pay fees. Then uh, we have electronic power of attorney. If advocate have an agreement with his client, now he can issue the power to use it when he go to the court. He doesn't need it to print it anymore uh, or to buy on a paper uh, in a paper way. He can generate it online, sign with electronically signature and send to electronic court. We made combination between our unified register of lawyers, which is a huge uh, and very powerful system, uh, which um, a live product in a real time. So you can go online and check every lawyer, which uh, information about this lawyer, which contain all information. His not only his name and uh, the number of his license, but also his 
as he wish, he can put uh, his photo there, he can put additional address of his office, he can put his assistant there, he can put his property, by the way, like a cell phone, car, computer, number of the computer, because if it's there, then it means that it is, this is the property of the advocate and protects uh, with the client uh, attorney privilege. Mm-hmm. It cannot be uh, seized from him uh, by police or something, something, something like that. And it is officially. And also, advocate just can generate this power of attorney online and he can see in his cabinet the register of issued power of attorney. So it's easy to manage them and absolutely is privately. We don't see any information from them, from, from his cabinet. Everything made in a very sufficient way. And uh, now we have fully integration with the state-owned electronic um, court system. Mm -hmm. Our lawyers through their cabinet can participate in court hearings. Uh, um, Any court can see online if this is a lawyer or not. Because if he is in good standing or not good standing, it is impossible to participate online without authentication through the cabinet. And it's very easy. It's very modern. You can you can sit in your office and have 10 court hearings all over the country. Our country is huge. It's like Germany. Uh, so I can think it's you, even bigger. <laughs> maybe even bigger. Can you imagine that in the morning you had uh, some court uh, court litigation in Hamburg and uh, in a few hours later you can have something in Munich. So, And all of that sitting in your office without leaving your room, actually. This is very powerful. And now we're finalizing also implementing of the mutual system of court fee payments. Because if uh, if attorney advocate filing a claim to the court on behalf of him his client, he have to pay the fees. Uh, everyone have to pay the fees, court fees. I mean, so now we even implemented planning to implement it will be done in two two or three months. Uh, the tool then lawyers could just pay those fees on behalf of their clients through their cabinet and they also will have um, the confirmation from the court that they, it was accepted, etc., uh, etc. Et Another huge step we've done uh, in digitalization is education process. Um, maybe you know, maybe you're aware that uh, we had something similar as you have. Uh, lawyers had to collect points uh, in continuous professional education every year. And they had to report to their local bars that they fulfilled this obligation. Local bars received thousands of pages of those certificates confirming they participated somewhere. Then people in the local bar had to, you know, proceed these documents, check them, uh, fulfill the report uh, sheets, etc., etc. And it took ages. You never had the statistics online in the real time. And it was disaster. Uh, we changed it a few years ago, and now everything is digital. Uh, all the all educational process is almost everything is online. And if person authorizes themselves register for any kind of event, because we have authorized operators all over Ukraine, it's not only uh, local bars can do that, and our special school for lawyers, as you have uh, as well training center here, we have the same. But we also said that okay, it's a free business; everyone can do this business and private business also can teach lawyers if they meet some conditions we set. If they meet these conditions, we accept them and give them access to our online system 
to administrate those points. And if lawyers registers to any kind of event, we can see this immediately. And if they finished it, we can see that they received these points. They had no, they have no uh, obligation to report because we already see them. We can see in a real time the situation about education all over the Ukraine. So, for example, if you ask me, Valentin, can you tell me how many lawyers today, to this second, to this minute, already fulfilled their obligations and uh, collected 10 points in this year in, for example, Kiev City Bar? I can immediately tell you how many of them have done this and how many didn't. The same regarding fees, yearly fees, etc., etc. So everything uh, is digitalized and uh, we uh, still moving forward. Uh, we one of the one of the not so many bars who every year issuing online report of our activity. So we are very transparent and you can go to our website, UNBA or UA, and you can find reports, yearly reports for every year. And our aim uh, is to make next year, actually it will be this year for previous year, report which will be completely electronical. We don't print uh, anymore our journal. Journal of National Bar Association, because we don't see any sense of it to waste so much paper. We do everything in electronical way and we distribute it in electronical way. All communication between our colleagues is electronic. No postcards, no uh, letters, no envelopes, nothing. It's, it's, it's so waste of energy, of paper of nature this is just a crime to use it in in 21 century uh, that's why uh, in these areas of activity we can be very very useful and helpful to our colleagues in Europe because you know because we were we had no any practice before so we were able to create everything from the scratch as we wanted as we understood it will work the best. And of course, it was our courage, but we, we're happy that we've done this. And many, many other services. Uh, I, I, I believe it will take a few hours more if I will tell you everything. Valentin, what you just said will make many, many listeners envious. You know, all the, all the services that you provide electronically to your, um, to your members I even believe that um, not many European bars will have the systems that you have, but you, you, you know it better. You know? I, I know yeah. they don't. Yeah, you know <laughs> that they don't. <laughs> you remember that a few years uh, right before uh, pandemia in Vienna on mm -hmm. European Presidential Conference, we had a side event during Presidential Conference. When, and on this side event, we presented our this educational system for our uh, colleagues from other bars. And some colleagues from France, uh, other countries, they said, oh, can you please sell us this system? This is great. We can buy it. But we did not create it for sell. Now we're thinking about that. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Many people were just in awe of what you have presented. Yeah. Um, Valentin, I have, um, I have um, one more question for you. Um, you are also admitted to the Berlin Bar as a Ukrainian lawyer. Um, so Correct. Ukrainian lawyers can be admitted according to paragraph 206 of the Federal um, Lawyers Act. 
And um, as someone who knows the German and the Ukrainian systems of self-regulation very well, could you please tell our listeners, in your opinion, what concepts of German system could be interested, interesting for Ukrainian system and vice versa? Well, actually, Veronika, we already implemented a lot from your practice with your help, with the help of uh, your organization, because... Based on those numerous events we had in Kiev and Berlin mutually between our bars, we learned a lot. One of one of such positive experience is you call it here Fachanwalts in Germany. We call it uh, specialization in some uh, area of law. So uh, we learned how it works here, and now we implement in something like this in Ukraine. Um, because we believe that high standards of providing of legal services for our clients, this is our main goal, actually. We does not exist for ourselves. We exist to fulfill constitutional role, to provide legal services, legal aid who need it, uh, to people, to organizations, and to work in sake of ru rule of law. So this is one issue. Uh, Another issue which we would love to have and we don't have, and I don't know when we will have it, is private pension fund. I know that uh, German Federal Bar, members of the Gen uh, German Federal Bar, <laughs> uh, have uh, its own pension fund for Rechtsanwalts. And this is something really good, really great, which make your organization stronger because it make your members to believe that there is no alternative. And this is something which will last really long time. And this is something you have to build, you have to develop. This is good. This is great. We're looking to this issue closer. Another issue which we copy from you is, uh, it will sound strange for you, but for us it's something really new. Um, this is mandatory insurance of professional responsibility. Here in Germany you have this, in Ukraine we don't have this uh, rule. We are not obliged to have this responsibility. We just can have it. It's our choice. But National Bar Association think that we need to have it as an obligation to make, mm. one more time, our clients more comfortable. Also, another great issue which we can, I would not say copy, but I would say take advantage of your, your experience is uh, that you have those so-called disciplinary courts for advocates. We have a different uh, approach on that and we're thinking how to, how to improve our system in this area based on your experience and also some issues from legal aid system as well. And uh, what we definitely can share is our experience in digitalization. That's, that's how it works. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, um, I remember we had an event a couple of years ago um, in Kiev about the professional indemnity insurance. We took from Germany a person from Allianz yeah. who is concerned with this lawyer's insurance and we had a very fruitful event. Yes, it yeah. gave us uh, a lot of confidence in, in, in that, that we really need it. It was in simply words explained, very complicated issues, because lawyers doesn't understand why they have to pay this insurance. You know how it works. It's always not so easy to persuade people 
to pay for something they didn't pay before. Yes. You know, <laughs> but uh, it's not about payments, actually. It's about status of our profession. And this is about responsibilities. This is about respect to the profession. And we, as a leaders of National Bar Association, President and me, we think that it is that this is absolutely necessary, but we cannot do it by, by ourselves. It has to be resolved by our legislator, by our parliament. Yeah. Valentin, all the best to the Ukrainian National Bar Association and to our Ukrainian colleagues. We will remain um, working with the Ukrainian National Bar Association. It has been a great pleasure for us. Um, you've been a very reliable partner and um, we will continue our fruitful cooperation in the future. Thank you very much. Thank you, Veronika. And today is a very, very sunny day in Berlin and I wish everyone who listen us to have more light in your life thank you very much bye bye <laughs>